Good evening, everyone. This is Brother Brennan coming to you live from Fayetteville, Arkansas, with another Fishers of Men video broadcast. And it is good to be here with you this evening with uh, for our Tuesday night Bible study. And uh, tonight, we are going to be going through um, the rest of the book of James. Okay? So hopefully this will be a blessing for you. And I've got so much stuff kind of around me, so please forgive me here. I'm just going to rearrange some stuff here quick. Very good. <clears throat> and um, so tonight we're going to go through the book of James. The rest of it. Sorry, the rest of James. And uh, so hopefully this will be a blessing to you. And uh, you all be praying for me. As the devil does not like um, these videos getting out. And does not like me doing these things on, I suppose I should call it meta now. Because it's basically, Facebook is not Facebook anymore, it's meta. So, um, you know, so the devil's not really liking a whole lot of me doing live videos on meta. So you all pray for me. And uh, pray that God will get the glory. You pray for me for the, the broadcast uh, pray that um, that people's lives be changed and blessed as a result of this. And uh, I'm sorry, my my tablet here is just spitting out a whole bunch of stuff that should have. I don't know. It's weird. <clears throat> um, so please pray for me as I do this, and pray for me. Uh, pray for me that God will get all the glory, and uh, just pray that. Um, you know, just pray that, uh, you know, God's will will be done with this broadcast, all right? So, a um, couple of announcements before we begin. And my, it's, I hate that dinging sound. It's going to drive me nuts. And hopefully it will stop. Um, I don't know the purpose of all this stuff, but it's driving me nuts. Anyway, so a couple of announcements. Um, as you know, next week is the week of Thanksgiving. <coughs> um, there will be no teachings or no Bible. There will be no teachings and um, no preaching next week for me. Um, as next week, people are probably going to be traveling. People are going to be spending time with their families um, I certainly have plans for Thanksgiving, so I'm not going to do any video at all next week. Um, Lord willing, if I do do a video, uh, maybe Sunday night I might do a preaching video. I might preach on preach a little bit on, on being thankful um, for the Thanksgiving holiday coming up. And this thing is still dinging at me, and I don't like it. Um, so there will be no videos at all next week because of Thanksgiving. Um, pray for me that, you know, hopefully, um, there might be a, a video on Sunday, okay? Um, Friday, there will be, um, good evening, Sister Esther, good to have you on. Brother Darren, good to have you on. And, uh, and, uh, so it, uh, this thing is still dinging, so if you hear it, don't mind it. This thing is driving me nuts. I wish it would stop, but it's just driving me nuts. Um, anyways, <clears throat> getting off on a rabbit trail. Um, Friday, there will be a, um, Lord willing, there will be a Friday Night Fellowship at 7 o'clock p.m. Central Time Friday. And uh, you know what I'm going to do real quick? Because this is driving me really just nuts. I'm going to try to see if I can delete this here. Messenger. Um, because it's driving me nuts. Remove. Remove. From device. Is it going to remove it or not? This thing is really weird. Okay. Hopefully it won't drive me nuts anymore. There it goes again. I don't get why this is not removing. This app is not removing. I don't like it. 
Okay, anyways. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm going on a rabbit trail, and this thing is just... Driving me nuts. Dang it. This is... I'm sorry, guys. This is... This app is driving me nuts. Quit. Quit. This thing is not quitting. Remove it. Device. Be gone with you, app. Be gone with you. I don't want to... Yeah, shoot. I'm sorry, guys. This thing is driving me nuts. I'm trying to delete this thing, and it's not deleting. And it's making me mad. Um, from cloud. Delete from cloud. This thing is so slower than a slug, and I hate it. Absolutely hate it. <clears throat> you know what I'm going to do? If I can't delete it, I'm just going to turn this volume so down so that I can't hear it anymore. There we go. So it can beep all at once. I'm just not going to hear it. Okay. So, I'm sorry I got sidetracked, you guys. Forgive me. <coughs> so... <clears throat> What was I saying? Yes, Friday night, 7 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Uh, Lord willing, we will have a Friday night fellowship, and I will try to have my sound effects for that uh, for that Friday night. Um, no videos next week because of Thanksgiving, so it'll be a week off. So, there you go. Um, Sunday, Lord willing, I'll preach on being thankful because I think that's something we all need to be, we need, we all need to be, um, we need to be that way, especially around this time. Amen. Uh, Thanksgiving is coming up next Thursday. Mark, y'all remember that next Thursday is Thanksgiving. So spend time with your families, be thankful for the Lord and be thankful for your families. Amen. So, what else do I have tonight for announcements? Um, I don't think I have any more announcements, okay? So, with that said, we'll go ahead and get started. If uh, you guys have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of James, chapter 5. <coughs> James, chapter 5, as, as, as you guys are turning there, I forgot one more thing. Um... List in the comments below if you want to, uh, what book you'd like me to do afterwards. Um, I'm thinking because since we're getting close to Christmas, I'd like to do the, the Gospels. Um, so I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do, but if you have any suggestions, please do uh, mention that in the comments. And if you're on YouTube, YouTube, mention it in the comment comments on YouTube as well. Okay? Um, now I'm done with the announcements. Now... James chapter 5. James chapter 5, uh, starting in verse 1. Starting in verse 1. And um, it says here, it says, Go to, now you rich men, weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. Your riches are corrupt, and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver is cankered, and the rust of them shall be a witness against you, and shall eat your flesh as it were fire. You have heaped treasure together for the last days. Now let me tell you, now let me just tell you something about this, okay? <laughs> Jesus said that we ought to um, store treasures up for ourselves in heaven and not on earth. But when you see rich men... Okay, Jesus said it is very difficult for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Why? Because Jesus also says, where your heart is, there your treasure shall there your treasure shall also be. Okay, so when you look at a rich man, all they want and care for is their treasures. They don't care about Jesus Christ. They don't care about anything but their treasures. And so it is very hard for a rich man to enter into heaven. 
Um, we are not, as Christians, we are not to be placing our faith and trust in worldly riches. We are also not to build up riches for ourselves on earth. Okay? We're not to... And I'm not against people preparing for things that come and stuff like that. But your main focus should be of Christ. Because Christ will take care of his, of his kids. Okay? We're not to um, be greedy. We're not to um, think that we can just take and just start saving up money and thinking that's going to save us. Only Jesus Christ can save you for what's to come. Your money and everything you own will burn up and will perish. Don't ever think that your money can buy you out of certain things. And don't ever think that your money can buy your salvation. Because it cannot. Okay? It cannot. <clears throat> now, um, first, in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 9-10, through 10, it says, But they that will be rich <coughs> fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through, through with many sorrows. So the love of money is the root of all evil. If you don't believe me, go look at D.C. and all the politicians that are doing things for what? For money. You'll see that verse come alive. Um, Luke chapter 6 <coughs> verse 24 it says but woe unto you that are rich for ye have received your consolation Isaiah chapter 15 verse 3 and their streets they shall gird themselves with sackcloth on the tops of their houses and in their streets everyone shall howl weeping abundantly and Matthew chapter 6 verse 19 lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal it's, I think that's very simple it's very simple I don't need to further explain because I already did um, Isaiah chapter 50 verse 9 it says behold the Lord will the Lord God will help me who is he that shall condemn me lo they all shall wax old as a garment the moths shall eat them up and last but not least for this set of verses in Job 13.28 And he as a rotten thing consumeth as a garment that is moth-eaten. The love of money is the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. There's nothing wrong with having money because we need money to pay our bills. We need to pay our debts. We need to, we need to do that. But it's the love of money that is the root of all evil. I want to ask you something tonight. Where is your love in? Is love is your love in Christ where it should be? Or is your love in earthly possession? Because if it's not in Christ, something you might want to examine yourself and repent of. <clears throat> now, going back to James. James 5. Let's start, let's let's pick up in verse 4. It says, Behold, the higher are the laborers who have reaped down your fields. Which is of you kept back by fraud, crieth, and the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabbath. Now, in Leviticus chapter 19, verse 13, Thou shalt not defraud thy neighbor, neither rob him. The wages of him that is hired shall not abide with thee all night until the morning. Have you noticed that lately in our in our country? Um, even President Biden and all of, of his key officials, um, have you noticed that they have been defrauding the American public and misleading them and robbing from them and giving to illegals? Well, the Bible says that we're not to defraud our neighbor. And we see in today's politics that we see a lot of defrauding go going on. We see a lot of deception, a lot of lies. And this is why you have a lot of Americans very not happy right now with their government. 
you see that there is no trust with them. The, the politicians in D.C. And, and, even, and even in your own individual states or counties um, are guilty of this and can be guilty of this. This is why there's not a lot of trust with our politicians. That needs to change. And I'm not trying to get political here. I'm trying to get real with you. We're not to defraud anybody, especially those who are supposed to serve us. They're not to defraud us and steal from us. But there are politicians that do. Okay? <clears throat> Again, it goes back to the love of money. All right? Um, Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse 14 through 15. Thou shalt not oppress an hired servant that is poor and needy, whether he be of thy brethren or of thy strangers that are in thy land within thy gates. At his day thou shalt give him his hire. Neither shall the sun go down upon it, for he is poor, and setteth his heart upon it, lest he cry against thee unto the Lord, and it should be sin unto thee. In Job chapter 24, verses 10 through 11, They caused him to go naked without clothing, and they take away the sheep from the hungry, which make oil within their walls, and tread their wine presses, and suffer thirst. Last verse in this section, and we'll continue on. In Exodus chapter 22, verses 21 to 25, Thou shalt neither vex a stranger, nor oppress him. For ye were strangers in the land of Egypt. Ye shall not afflict any widow or fatherless child. If thou afflict them in any wise, and they cry at all unto me, I will surely hear their cry, and my wrath shall wax hot. And I will kill you with the sword, and your wives shall be widows, and your children fatherless if thou lend money to any of my people that is poor by thee thou shalt not be to him as a usurer neither shall thou lay upon him usury um continuing on here in verse 5 it says ye have lived in pleasure on the earth and been wanton ye have nourished your hearts as in a day of slaughter now in verse 5, here, 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 6, it says, But she that liveth in pleasure is dead while she liveth. <laughs> now I'm going to tell you something. Earthly pleasures and sinful pleasures only bring about death. Even while you're living, those pleasures will bring about death. And Jesus came to set the captives free. Jesus came and died to save you from your sin. Just, some, just because something is pleasurable doesn't mean it's right. And what I mean by that, I mean sinful pleasures. Jesus Christ came to save us from our sins. Of course that we are saved from hell, but he also saved us from our sins. And sometimes we don't, we don't see that or recognize that as much as we should. But Christ saved us from our sins and not just from hell only. In Ezekiel chapter 16 verses 49 through 50, Behold, this was the iniquity of thy sister Sodom, pride, fullness of bread, and abundance of idleness <coughs> was in her, and in her daughters neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needy, and they were haughty and committed abomination before me. Therefore I took them away as I saw good. Jeremiah chapter 25 verse 34. Howl ye shepherds, and cry, and wall yourselves in the ashes, ye principal of the flock, for the days of your slaughter and of your dispen, disperse, uh, dispersions are accomplished, and ye shall fall like a pleasant vessel. In Jeremiah chapter 12, verse 3, it says, But thou, O Lord, knowest me, thou hast seen me and tried mine heart toward thee, 
pull them out like sheep for the slaughter and prepare them for the day of slaughter. In 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 13, last verse before we move on. It says, And shall receive the reward of unrighteousness, as they that count it pleasure to write in the daytime spots they are, and blemishes sporting themselves with their own devising, devising uh, deceivings, while they feast with you. To write in the daytime. Think about what's going on with all these, these, these thugs and these bullies and these unrighteous, unholy people that go around and start looting things. Just tearing up things. Don't they don't care about nothing. They just start tearing things up. One of these days they will be recompensed what they deserve. Can I tell you something, folks? It is better to get what you don't deserve here than for you to live and die and get what you do deserve. Amen? <clears throat> you better off or have you're better off to have a relationship with Christ. You're better off getting saved, getting born again, and getting what you don't deserve than living a life without Christ and dying and then getting what you do deserve. Because I'm going to tell you something. If, if you die without Christ, you are going to get what you deserve. I'd rather have you not get what you deserve. I'd rather have you get what you don't deserve. It is not God's will for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. Amen. Let's continue on in verse 6. Ye have condemned and killed the just, and he doth not resist you. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 18, it says, And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38, it says, Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. James chapter 4, verse 2, this is, this is, um, we just got through James 4. Okay, but it says here, it says, Ye lost and have not, ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain, ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. <clears throat> and you, you you ask and receive not because you ask amiss. Why? Because you want to, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, you want to take those desires and burn it upon your lusts. This is why when you ask God and you don't get, this is why this is one of the reasons why you probably don't get what you get. Because you're asking amiss. In other words, let me ask you a question. When you ask God for things, what is the real intention of that? Are you just asking so you can consume it upon your lusts, or are you really wanting that? The Lord knows your intentions. He knows your thoughts. He knows every jot and tittle of your life. You cannot run. You cannot hide. Well, you can run. You can't hide. And you can't lie. Because God knows every single detail about your life. Every jot and tittle. He does. Isaiah chapter 5 verse 23. It says, Which justify the wicked for reward, and take the righteousness of the righteous from him. James chapter 2 verse 6 it says but ye have despised the poor do not rich men oppress you and draw you before the judgment seats 
In Matthew chapter 21, verse 38 through 39. But when the husbandmen saw the son, they said among themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, and let us seize on his inheritance. And they caught him, and cast him out of the vineyard, and slew him. In Matthew chapter 23, verses 34 to 35. It says, Wherefore, behold, I send unto you prophets and wise men and scribes, and some of them ye shall kill and crucify, and some of them shall, shall ye scourge in your synagogues and persecute them from city to city, that upon you you may come all the righteous, the righteous blood shed upon the earth, from the blood of righteous Abel unto the blood of Zacharias the son of Barachias, whom you slew between the temple and and the altar. You see, the wicked hate the righteous. They hate the righteous. Jesus says, you know, don't marvel if the world hates you. Because it hated me first. <clears throat> Amen. Hated him first. Now, let's go on here. Um, let's continue on here in verse 7 of James 5. It says, Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, and hath long patience for it, until he receive the early and latter rain. Now, In Matthew chapter 16, verse 27 to 28, it says, For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then shall then he shall re, then he shall reward every man according to his works. Verily I say unto you, there be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. One of these days the Lord's going to come back and he's going to he's going to give you He's going to recompense you for the stuff that you've done. And he's going to do the same to the wicked too. Not just for the righteous, but he's going to do that for the wicked too. This is why it is better to it is better to receive things that you don't deserve. You're way better off to receive what you don't deserve than what you do deserve. Amen. <clears throat> now, in John chapter 21, verse 23, Jesus saith unto him, If I will that he tell, tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. Then went this saying abroad, abroad among the brethren, that the disciples should not die. Yet Jesus said not unto him, He shall not die. But if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to, what is that to thee? In Joel chapter 2, verse 23, it says, Be glad, then ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will, get, he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. Last verse before we continue on. Deuteronomy 11, 14. That I will give you the rain of your land in his due season. The first rain and the latter rain, that thou mayest gather in thy corn and thy wine and thine oil. Amen. Now, continue on, continuing on on verse 8. Be also patient, establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. And 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. Verse 19, For what is our hope, or joy, or crown of rejoicing? Are not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? In Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through, 4 through 5, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. The Lord is coming. And when he comes, will he find you faithful? 
will he find you faithful? Will he find faith in all the earth? Just think about that for a second. Will he find faith in the earth? <clears throat> Romans chapter 13, verses 11 through 14. And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting or drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Luke chapter 21, verse 19. And your patience possesses ye your souls. You know, something I'm going to continue repeating. We need to live a sanctified life as Christians. To be sanctified means to be set apart. Set apart away from sin and away from the world. And set apart onto God and for His service. Because if, we, if we're just going to live like the rest of the world. How will you ever win someone to Christ? How will you ever win someone to Christ? If you're living like the world. We need to be light, and we need to be salt, and we need to be a peculiar people. And not just a people that we just go around and start acting and talking like the world. No, we're supposed to be peculiar. We're supposed to be set apart away from that unto God. <clears throat> Um, let's go ahead and pick up in verse 9. Grudge not one against another, brethren, lest ye be condemned. Behold, the judge standeth before the door. We're not to grudge or hold grudges against our own brothers and sisters. Because you know the judge is at the door and he's coming soon. Amen. He's a coming. In James chapter 4, verses 11 through 12. Speak not evil one of another, brethren. He that speaketh evil of his brother, and judgeth his brother, speaketh evil of the law, and judgeth the law. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. There are There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy who art thou that judges another? 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 5 Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the hearts. And then shall every man have, have praise of God. In Mark chapter 13 verse 29 so ye in like manner, when ye shall see these things come to pass, know that it is nigh, even at the doors. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 33, So, so likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near, even at the doors. Last verse before we move on. Ezekiel chapter 7, verse 12 through 13. The time is come, the day draweth near. Let not the buyer rejoice, nor the seller mourn, for wrath is upon all the multitude thereof. For the seller should not return to that which is sold, although they were yet alive, for the vision is touching of the whole multitude thereof. 
which shall not return, neither shall any strengthen himself in the iniquity of his life. Amen. Now, let's continue on. Starting here in verse 10. And we'll read verse 10 through 11. Excuse me. Hey, by the way, just really quickly. You all have questions for me? Is is this all making sense? Uh, is all this making sense? I hope it's making sense. I hope that uh, this is easy to understand. But not just easy to understand. But I hope that you are getting something from this and being blessed by it. Amen. <clears throat> now, let's pick up here in verse 10. It says, Take my brethren the prophets who have spoken in the, in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering, affliction, and of patience. Behold, we count them happy which endure. Ye have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 11 to 12, it says, Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. In Job 1.1, 1, 1, there was a man in the land of Uts, whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright, and one that feared God and escheweth evil. Now I want to mention something here. When it says that Job was perfect, this word perfect is not talking about sinless perfection. It's not. This word perfect is talking about being mature. Job was a very mature man. He was perfect. He was mature. We should all desire to be and have that maturity like Job. Sometimes it sometimes it God has to work on us a little bit so we can reach to that level of maturity. I'm not saying there are levels of maturity, but what I'm saying is that God is going to work on you till you know, He's going to continue working on you till you go home. But as you age and as you start to grow and go through trials and, and tribulations, that will cause you to be more mature. See, we're not to be children all of our lives. We need to grow up. Amen? This is why we go through what we go through, is so we can mature and grow. And learn. Amen. Now in uh, Job one twenty one, <clears throat> Job says, "And said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord." Job chapter two verse ten. But he said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God, and shall we not receive evil? In all this did not Job sin with his lips. In Job chapter 42, verses 10 through 12, And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Then came there unto him all his brethren and all his sisters, and all they that had been of his acquaintance before, and did eat bread with him in his house. And they bemoaned him and comforted him over all the evil that the Lord had brought upon him. Every man also gave him a piece of money, and every one an earring of gold. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning, for he had fourteen thousand sheep, and six thousand camels, and a thousand yoke of oxen, and a thousand she-asses. God blessed Job even more at the end of those trials, and he'll do the same for you. Amen? Psalm 103.8 
The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. Exodus 34, 6. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. God is good. Even through our trials and tribulations, God is good. Amen. Now, let's pick up here in verse 12. <clears throat> but above things, but above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by the earth, neither by any other oath. But let your yea be yea, and your nay nay, lest you fall into condemnation. I think that's a very simple explanation. Keep your yeses yes and your noes noes. And don't ever make a promise that you can't keep. If you can't keep it, don't promise it. Keep your yeses yes and your noes noes. Amen? Matthew chapter 5, verse 34 through 37. But I say unto you, swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, neither by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Neither shalt thou swear by thy swear by thy, by thy head, because thou canst not make one hair white or black. But let your communication be yea, yea, nay, nay. For whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. James chapter one verses sixteen through nineteen. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning, of his own will begat he us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his cre creatures. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear slow to speak slow to slow to wrath be quick to hear don't be quick to speak and don't be quick to be wrathful but be more quick to listen sometimes we need to keep our mouth shut and open our ears and listen because we tend to in our flesh we tend to act out we tend to say stupid stuff and we do things that we let her regret. We need to be quick to hear, slow to speak. Amen. <clears throat> now, pick it up in verse 13 of James chapter 5. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. In Psalm 50, verse 15, And call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. In Psalm 95, 2, Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. Isaiah 65, 13-14, Therefore thus saith the Lord God, Behold, my servants shall eat, but ye shall be hungry. Ye shall be hungry. Behold, my servant shall drink, but ye shall be thirsty. Behold, my servant shall rejoice, but ye shall be ashamed. Behold, my servant shall sing for joy of heart, but ye shall cry for sorrow of heart, and shall howl for vexation of spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 15, it says, What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. Colossians 3.16 Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Now, let's pick up in verse 14. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. 
And we'll read here in verse 15 as well. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. In Mark chapter 6, verse 13, it says, And they cast out many devils, and anointed with oil, anointed with oil, many that were sick, and healed them. And Mark 16, 18, it says, They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall, let, they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. In Acts chapter 11, verse 30, it says, Which also they did, and sent it to the elders by the hands of Barnabas, Barnabas and Saul. In Acts chapter 28, verse 8, it says, And it came to pass that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and of a bloody flux, to whom Paul entered in and prayed and laid his hands on him and healed him. In John chapter 6, verse 39 through 40, and this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that all of all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which, which seeth the Son, and believeth on him, shall have everlasting life. And I will raise him up on the la at the last day. In Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 14, Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. In James chapter 1 verse 6 it says, But let him ask in faith nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. In 1 John chapter 5 verses 15 through 16 and if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. If any man see his brother's sin, a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask, and he shall give him life for them. That sin, not unto death. There is a sin unto death. I do not say that he shall pray for it. So we see that there is a sin unto death. Now, we don't know what this sin is because I think every every single individual, there's a particular sin that's going to be different from each other. Because we all struggle, we all struggle with some, some similar things, but there are just some things that we struggle more in than others. Amen? So we really don't know what the sin of... The sin unto death is. <clears throat> now. Good news. We've got last few verses. Uh, last four verses here. Okay. We're almost done. Let's pick up here in James chapter 16. It says... Confess your faults one to another, and pray one another, and pray one for another, that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. In Genesis chapter 18, verse 23 to 26, it says, And Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Peradventure there would be fifty righteous within the city. Would they also destroy and not spare the place for fifty righteous that are therein, that be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked, that be far from thee? Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? And the Lord said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. In Genesis chapter 20, verse 17. So Abraham prayed unto God, and God healed Abimelech and his wife and his maidservants, and they bear, and they bear children. In 1 Samuel 
chapter 12, verse 16 through 20. Now therefore stand and see this great thing which the Lord, Lord will do before your eyes. Is it not wheat harvest today? I will call unto the Lord, and he shall send thunder and rain, that you may perceive and see that your wickedness is great, which ye have done in the sight of the Lord, in asking you a king. So Samuel called unto the Lord, and the Lord sent thunder and rain that day. And all the people greatly feared the Lord and Samuel. And all the people said unto Samuel, Pray for thy servants unto the Lord thy God, that we die not. For we have added unto all our sins this evil to ask us a king. And Samuel said unto the people, Fear not, ye have, ye have done all this wickedness. Ye turn not aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. In 1 Kings chapter 13 verse 6, it says, And the king answered and said unto the man of God, Entreat now the face of the Lord thy God, and pray for me, that my hand may be restored me again. And the man of God besought the Lord, and the king's hand was restored to him again, and it became as it was before. In Second Chronicles chapter 30 verse 20, And the Lord hearkened to, to Hezekiah and healed the people. The prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Remember that. Job chapter 42, verse 8, it says, <clears throat> Therefore take unto you now seven bullocks and seven rams, and go to my servant Job, and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering, and my servant Job shall pray for you, for him will I accept, lest I deal with you after your folly, and that ye have not spoken of me the thing which is right, like my servant Job. In Jeremiah chapter 42 verse 2 it says and said unto him and, and said unto Jeremiah the prophet let we beseech thee our our supplication be accepted before thee and pray for us unto the Lord thy God even for all this remnant for we are left but a but a few of many as an eyes do behold us So we see that the prayer of the righteous man availeth much. And we see that God answers the prayers of the righteous. He does. When the righteous pray, God answers. Amen. Now, let's pick up here in verses uh, in verse 17 through 18. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it may not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. In 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1, it says, Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there should not be dew nor rain three years, but according to my word. In 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 1, And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go, go shew thyself unto Ahab, and I will send rain, send rain upon the earth. In Luke chapter 4, verse 25, But I tell you the truth, me... Many widows were in Israel in the days of Elias, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, when great famine was throughout all the land. In Acts chapter 14, verse 15, And saying, Sirs, why do ye these things? We also are men of like passions with you, and preach unto you that ye should turn from these vanities unto the living God. Again, we see them talking about being sanctified, set apart for God's service. Which made heaven and earth, and the sea and all the things there, that are therein. Last but, not le last but not least, before we move on, 
1 Kings chapter 18, verses 42 through 45. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. And he cast himself down upon the earth, and put his face between his knees, and said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked, and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time, that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea, like a man's hand. And he said, Go up, and say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot, and get thee down that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Yetzreel. <clears throat> Alright, going back to verse 19 here. Uh, we're almost done. These are the last two verses. James chapter 5, verse 19 through 20. Brethren, if any of you do err from the faith, from the truth, and one convert him, let him know that he which converteth the sinner from the error of his ways shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. In Matthew chapter 18, verse 15. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, Go and tell him this fault between thee and him, him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. Galatians chapter 6 verse 1. Brethren, if, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 2. Who can have compassion on the ignorant and on them that are out of the way? For that he himself also is compassed with infirmity. In Proverbs chapter 10 verse 12 it says, Hateth stir up strifes, but love covereth all sins. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 30. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. Proverbs chapter 17 verse 9 He that covereth a transgression seeketh love, but he that repeateth the matter separateth very friends. Romans chapter 11 verse 14 If by any means I may provoke to emulation them which are my flesh, and might save some of them. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 21 for after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. James chapter 1 verse 21. Again, something that we, this is a, this is a sanctification verse. Okay. Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. And receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. James chapter 5, verse 16. Last verse, and we'll close. Confess your faults one to another, and pray, pray one for another, that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Amen. Now, that was a lot of verses, and I don't even know how long I've been going. Almost an hour. Praise the Lord. That is the end of the book of James. James chapter 5. This is it right here. We're done. We got all the way through James 5. Um, if you guys have any suggestions on what... If you have any suggestions on the book, on a book that you'd like for me to study, please put it in the comments. Please put it in the comments. Okay? And uh, for those on YouTube, please put it in the comments on YouTube as well. Okay? Um, what else? 
Um, Lord willing, we will do a Friday Night Fellowship on Friday at 7 p.m. Central Time. Also, Lord willing, on Sunday night, I will be talking about Thanksgiving. And next week, there will not be any videos. Um, I may come on and say hello to everybody, but I won't do any teachings or anything like that next week. Uh, next week is Thanksgiving week. Everyone's probably going to be heading out uh, to town, visiting their family. So no Thanksgiving. No, there's no um, no video next week at all. No Friday night fellowship either. Um, so we will do that um, the following week. Okay. Um, Lord willing, we will. Okay. Um, what else? I think that's going to be it for the evening. Um, just want to let you go. Just, just want to let y'all know that I love you guys. Um, hopefully this has been a this is a blessing to you. Um, please do share these videos with others. I want you to share these videos with others. If you're led to, don't wait for my permission. I'm giving you permission. Please share these videos with the guidance and direction of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So you share these videos, get these videos out. Um, they, they are important. Okay. Um, other than that, um, that's all I got for tonight. So, listen guys, but I love you. Um, God bless you guys. You guys have a great rest of your week. Lord willing, we will see you on Friday night at 7 p.m. If something changes, I'll let you know with the time, okay? So, Lord willing, we will see you on Friday. God bless you guys. I love you. And uh, we'll, see you, we'll, we'll see you Friday. God bless you guys. See ya. Bye.